You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. The conference is now in silent mode.
my tracery, tracery, tracery.
That's right, everybody clap your hands. Nimbuster Nazi of the Year. Now we know that the 2015-2016 Nazi Awards presented by Nimbusters will take place right here across the wonderful airways of Talk Shoe on January 1st. January 1st, 2017, we will be smashing niggers. And I am planning on that night, ladies and gentlemen, that all of you will join me, that all of you, my peer, good white brothers and sisters, will unite behind our great country. And let's make America great again by making me, Rick Morris, your Nimbuster Nazi of the Year. And I'm here tonight to explain to all of you lovely people just why I, why I, racist wit, should be, should be, should be your number one Nimbuster Nazi of the Year. And I feel that there is no better way to start off this program tonight than introducing you. Introducing all of you to just one of the many great influences that are responsible for this great awakening here at Rick Morris. That's right. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to introduce to all of you the man who helped begin this great change in me. See, last night here on my show, I admit it to all of you that at one time, I, yes, I, the racist wonder Rick Morris, had been guilty a time of two. Guilty of what you may ask, guilty of the sin of niggering. Yes, catering to these niggers, patting these niggers on the back. Oh, yeah, I was one of those Black Lives Matter kind of people, too. But yes, yes, I have seen the light. I have seen the error of my ways. And it's all thanks. It's all thanks to a few great people. And I want to take the time out to introduce all of you to one right now. My great friend, your great friend, Talk Shoe's very own. Yes, let's show some Talk Shoe love, ladies and gentlemen. To my good friend, the one and only Pastor Martin Lindstead. Yes, Pastor Martin Lindstead. Let's give him a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a hand right now. Yes, one of the purest white brothers that I know, Pastor Martin Lindstead, who has begun this great change in me. He is just one of the many reasons why I will become. Nimbusters, Nazi, Nigger Smasher of the Year. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to play for all of you one of the many great instances where I had the opportunity to sit down with my good friend, Pastor Martin Lindstead. Yes, this was back in my niggering time, but I think it's important for you all to hear. Hear the words of this wise man who made a difference in my life. And I know that you, by listening to this audio footage, he will make a great difference in your life as well. 
Pastor Martin Lindstedt, everybody. Under the age of 18 years. I am the late night president, Todd Morse, and I approve this podcast. Recorded live. When to me, I understand about Jews. Jews are the spawn of Satan. I mean, six words. Six words that explains Jews just perfectly. Jews are the spawn of Satan. I'm a dual seed like Christian Danny Pastor. Jews are the spawn of Satan. In the story. I mean, they can't help being evil because, well, they're the spawn of Satan. They're Satan's kids. They call them out Satan's pee hole. They only hate to do seed. I mean... So you don't need to argue, and even so-called good Jews. I'll tell Dempsey that I would like to play Swindler's List with him. Now, essentially, <laughs> give him a gun. I'd like to make him my capo and essentially confine him to a red field because I'm, I'm a Swede from South Dakota, and we had Indians. Indians belong on the reservation field. You know what I mean? So South Dakota, you know, the white, you know, the white people there, you know, mainly Swedes, they keep Indians on the freaking reservation. Now, essentially, Indians are not supposed to get off the reservation. If they get off the reservation, then you, you have a, as I look at you have a right to go ahead and shoot the damn Indians. You know, unless they are working for a Swedish farmer, you know, for puppies and, you know, money to buy liquor with here. You know what I mean? But you don't, you don't want to give them to Indians here. But anyway, you know, I, I sort of believe that Jews belong on reservations, and I don't know if you've ever seen Escape from New York here. I'd just go ahead and put them all there, but occasionally we'd run a camp here, and I'd be like, okay, I'd go ahead and play aim and get for a day here. You know what I mean? Did you ever see Swindler's Swindler's list here? Well, aim and get here. He's he's played by Ralph Fiennes here. And essentially he looked a lot like the original aim and get here. I mean, the guy who was his housekeeper. She pissed her she pissed her panties here when she seen old uh, Ralph Fiennes here on the set here. She looked so much like aim and get here. Well, Amy Get, what he liked doing is that after a day, you know, on the Swindler's List factory here, he'd go ahead and see a few Jews sort of lollygagging around, and he'd take out his Mauser Car 98, you know, on the scope here, and he'd shoot one or two of them here just to sort of encourage the rest of them to sort of perk up. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. 
we'll, we'll go ahead and play. We'll go ahead. You'll be my capo, Dembski, and we'll play Swindler's List here. And what happens, I'll give you, I'll give you a single-shot pistol, a pistol with one shot. It won't have too much power. You know, it won't be able to go ahead and, you know, go more than 10 feet, you know, and hurt any, you know, real live white man here. But since we'll play a game called, uh, you know, We'll play Swindler's List here. And essentially, you can go ahead and shoot one shoot. You can shoot yourself, you can shoot News Kai, or you can shoot the intern. You know what I mean? Uh, I and, know. And essentially, hmm? yeah, yes, I know exactly what you mean. And just in case you are just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking live here with the with the man himself, Pastor Martin Litset of the uh, – what do you think the the dual seed line Christian faith? What what is that, sir? Well, let's see. Uh, you sound you, I, you know you sound a lot like this was about three years ago. There was a guy named uh, Kenwick Man. He had one hell. He had one hell of an impersonation of George Takei, the gay jacker. You know what I mean, Mister Sulu? Oh, heck, he had me going a few times there. Here, I think it might actually be, although, you know, he sort of explained he was there because I had made fun of Hal Turner, and he didn't like Hal Turner because Hal Turner was sort of mean, well, to uh, faggots here, especially gay jappers here. But anyway, he used to, he used to, he he really had me going here. Halfway through, I mean, he, you know, Kenwick Man was good. I'm some, some sort, you know, thinking you might be old Kenwick Man, but, Anyway, dual seed line Christian identity. Okay, Christian identity is a belief that white Aryan people are descended from the lost ten, actually all thirteen tribes of the house of Israel. You know, when they were taken, when they were deported by the Assyrians in what seven twenty one BC. BC okay. by the the Babylonian. Uh, what was it the Babylonian? Judeans. Well, the Judeans. The Judeans were carried away 120 some, 140 years, some years later. Yes. Okay. Yes. But anyway, you know, believe that the you know, you know, that the Israelites they were deported, never heard of again, but they got chased to be in the Scythians and a number, and they wandered all the way to the British Isles and all the way east to India, and they would ebb and flow and you know wander around and around and around again because that was the that was the you know land of the tribes of Shem here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know so you know Aryan, you know Northern and Western Europeans are descended from the House of Israel here. So essentially, that's the good seed line because they're descended from Adam through to you know Hebrew replacement Seth through to you know through to you know through to Noah, you know, through to Noah and his you know middle son Shem. And then to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel. Okay. So there's a good seed line. Well, guess what? There's a bad seed line. Now, the question comes is where do the niggers and dukes and the rest come from? Well, guess what? They're the six-day beast of the field. Oh, Adam, he was summoned. He was created special. You know, uh, know, the beast of the field were created on the sixth day. Yes. And then, and then Yahweh rested on the seventh day. And on the eighth day, he creates Adam. He creates Adam. And he says, Adam, 
you are here to name all the beasts of the field. So what happens is that, you know, oh, Yahweh, he brings all the beasts of the field here. And, you know, oh, Adam, he's just, he's just naming up, you know, I mean, Yahweh's sort of whispering there, and Adam's just naming up. He says, uh, that is a cow. That is a sheep. That is a goat. That is a platypus. Now we'll have the two-legged animals. That is an ostrich. Yeah. That is an emu. That is a nigger. That is a duke. What is this head? So, I mean, essentially, he's naming the beasts of the field here. And of all the beasts of the field, well, there's no sound, no female help for Adam here. And I don't think, you know, Yahweh was going to go ahead and say, no, no, Adam, you're, you're supposed to mate with that horny toad. Nope, nope, nope. He's going ahead and looking at some of these beasts of the field, like niggers and gooks. Zipper heads and red diggers and whatever, and essentially you know, so. So anyway, he takes a, essentially a female genetic clone of Adam, named Eve, from his, one of the short ribs. He has the number of short ribs, so hey, you know he won't really miss one here, you know. So in any case, so he takes, makes a short rib. Who really is when it comes down to it, a female genetic clone of Adam, really, right? Right. That's the reason. So what happens has Eve. So they're living they're living fine according to the Septuagint cat, you know, test, you know, uh dating why Adam was created somewhere around fifty five or fifty four hundred BC. And so here is Satan and Satan's all mad. Satan's all mad because he used to be he used to be the archangel here. He was the number one archangel and Yahweh says, Well guess what? I have an improvement in mind. I'm gonna go ahead and create these Creatures. I mean, you're governor of the earth, and also of the dog star Sirius. And there is some belief here, Wesley Swift believes, that Eastern African niggers were imported in spaceships from the planet Dogon, Dogon Major here, which is from the dog star Sirius. That essentially, uh, Satan went ahead and took some flying saucers. He translated some of these Eastern African niggers, you know. Uh, you know, to uh, you know, to East Africa, and essentially, and, and some people believe the, the goops were essentially created in Dogon Minor, another planet here, and you know, brought also you know, spaceships or whatever. And I'm not really going to argue about that because when it comes down to it, it don't really matter no. about what the hell happened before 54, 5500 here. Why? Back in 2013, I'm listening to Eli or James, and he's yapping about Atlantis and all this other good, happy shit, horseshit that occurred 10,000 B.C. And I'm saying, Eli, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if there were six-foot-tall, saber-toothed meerkats with six-inch peckers here who were running around and raping nigger women? Who gives a shit here? Who cares? Really? You know, who really gives a shit? I mean... If it's if it's not before the creation of Adam, what well, what am I supposed to give a shit? Now the Masoretic text says four thousand BC, the Septuagint, which is from two hundred fifty BC, the translation of Paleo Hebrew into Greek under Ptolemy the second. But anyway, it doesn't really matter if you believe that so essentially you have six day beasts fulfilled, seven day Yahweh rested, eight day man. Well, guess what? Here comes old Satan. He's all pissed. And what he does is that, according to Willie Martin Heresy, old Satan disguises himself as a nigger. And he sees that big old black snake here, and she 
says, Ma, what a peach here. She rolls over, and old Satan has his way with her. So you have nice day, two boys here. You know, old Cain is the result of Satan or even Satan disguised as a nigger Satan. I see, I see, yes. Yes, I mean, wow, that, that is a, a, wow, incredible. Very good still. Are you still there, Pastor? Hello, Pastor? Oh, I think I think maybe one of those instances happened that uh, Paul Dinsky mentions where Pastor Martin Winstead's phone has has died. Yes, just in case you were joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we we were just interviewing the Pastor Martin Winstead. Yes, this this infamous neo-Nazi name that has came up on much of our late-night programming here as of late. We were just talking to the Pastor Martin Winstead. I can't, I can't believe it. And did you all hear his take on, on, on the Bible? Okay, I'm back. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Pastor, how are you? Pastor, can I ask you... The beer phone, the beer phone did me in here. Oh yes. Every every two hours, the beer phone. This is this is not you know, this is talk shoot. This is not high tech. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So anyway, so then you have you have two C lines here to where uh, you know essentially Eve has well two buns in the oven here because now essentially Adam he gets sloppy seconds and he he's going to hit sport his wand and essentially here is Eve. And she has two, she has twins, but not identical twins, fraternal twins, you know, Cain and Abel, you know, in her oven. And essentially she's, you know, they're all kicked out. They're all kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And Yahweh makes the coat, you know, essentially, you know, Moses' rod here was actually Adam's digging stick. And, you know, you had the garments of power, which was made from all the hides of all the beasts in the field. You know, it was made out of little cow, little cows and platypuses and aardvarks and niggers and gooks here. You know what I mean? It was made from all the beasts in the field, the six-day beasts in the field. So anyway, they go, they go ahead and kick out, and you end up having Cain, who's the son of Satan, who's the world's first Jew boy. So you have six-day beasts in the field. You have eighth-day, you know, Adamic man, and you have ninth-day Jew boy, satanic Jew boy. So you have two seed lines, one which is absolutely evil and can't help but be evil, you know, uh, you know, it's the spawn of Satan, so it can't help itself. So you have two seed lines, and there's a principle in religion called duality, you know, the struggle of good versus evil. So essentially, dual also means two, as in dual tires, but also means a, a fight between good and evil, between the evil seed line of, well, of Satan, which is the Jews, through Cain. And then you have the good seed line, which is from Adam. And since Cain killed Abel, it ain't through Abel, righteous Abel is through Cain to his replacement, Seth. Okay? So you have two seed lines, and they're fighting with each other. So you do understand when you're talking about dual seed line, Chris, nowadays you have two different seed lines to where essentially the niggers and gooks and the Mongols and the rest here, they're just simply beasts of field. But if they have serpent seed in them, they're evil. 
they're born evil. They can't help but be evil because that's their nature. Okay? Yes, I see. I see. All right. So, anyway, moving on. The other, the other main, the other main belief is that Noah's flood was was not worldwide because it goes into great details that over where it was flooded, why the maximum of the water was twenty five feet. So what is six miles, you know, past Mount Everest and then twenty five feet? And the answer is no. It was a local flood designed to kill only miscegenating animites who miscegenated with demons and with Davidian niggers and with gooks in the Tarim, you know, in the Tarim Basin, just north of the Himalayas in southwest China. You know, it was a valley about 600 miles long by 300 miles wide. So essentially that's the second major belief. And then you have other beliefs here, but the main belief is that Satan had essentially seduced Eve, and that gave birth to Cain. So you end up having a bunch of these Jew boys like Eli James, a.k.a. Joseph November, and a a nigger-nosed Jew pig from New Jersey named William Frank, who runs around with another little mongrel called Brian Rue, who's one suing and being sued by right now. Essentially, they don't believe in dual seed line Christianity. They're actually papist, preterist, no devils. They don't they want to claim that there is no Satan. There was Satan got put in the pit around five hundred AD by the Roman Catholic Church and they got loose to talk to uh, Martin Luther and now now what happens there is no Satan. Essentially the Jews spawn themselves and you have silly shit like that here in Christianity. So I'm a dual seed line Christianity pastor, and I pretty well follow the Comparan line here. I used to list this character named Dewey Tucker, and Dewey Tucker believes in reincarnation, and no free will. Essentially, he believes in a mixture of Hinduism and Mormonism and Calvinism, and it doesn't match together very well at all. But you you have a number of these people. So essentially, there are other beliefs as to who... Cain became like he became the, uh, you know, the uh, he became the original emperor, uh, the evil emperor Sargon. Uh, you have the belief that Ham had three women. You know, he had a white he had a white wife. He had a little Tubal Kenite wife named Niama, who was the mother of Canaan. You know, who, who the Jews went ahead and followed through after the flood. And you know, he had essentially he he screwed the Dravidian Negress beast of the field aboard the ark, and gave birth to Cush and Nimrod, who stole the garments of power and set up Babylon. So essentially there's, there's a number of other beliefs, but the main one is that there's two seed lines, a good seed line and an evil seed line. And there is essentially the beast of the field, they're not a seed line, they're just animals who have no souls. Okay? Okay. Yes. Now, are you a part? Ninety seconds. Or were you at one time just part of a group here on Talkshoe that was known as the Nim Busters? What do you know about this? I never 
was a nimbuster. I would say that half the people here are nimbuster. I usually add the word tards to it. You don't want to. You don't want to. You've heard the term fucktard, haven't you? Yes. Sixty seconds. Well, uh, half of them are nimbuster tards, and there are a bunch of pagan nimbuster tards. There's a bunch of semi-ci dentistry tards. There is papist tar, nimbuster tards. Essentially, a nimbuster tard is. This is you. You do understand. This is one of the high points of nimbuster tard life, to where they can get on talk show, essentially, well, be tards. Yes. So you know, I, I I heard when this show started nearly. Oh heck, uh, today's the fourth. Sunday, well, Sunday will be what? Oh, the seventh, and this will be it'll be the sixth anniversary of the very first broadcast on the seventh of February. Ten seconds. So essentially, we are coming up. You know, this is the five years and what? You know, fifty-two weeks and some odd days. I mean, essentially, on the seventh, it'll be six years that this show has been on. In various forms, it used to be the movement turd, and then Brian, old nigger lips Brian Rio and Eli James had taken down. So now it's the Dick Dick Show. Okay, so essentially this show's been on for six years. It's you know it has what 700 episodes. Uh, this episode is what 315.5. By uh, how essentially I, I got the same numerolo- numerology as Harold Covington does when he started his show. In late January of 2010. I see. So, so I have this show's been on for a while. Nimbuster Tards, it, it's sort of like, well, it's sort of like, well, let's see. You, you, you see a rhinoceros out in, the, out in the woods here. You'll end up having, you'll end up having a bunch of little birds here. You know what I mean? And what happens? They'll hang around and they will eat ticks from the rhinoceros' ass here and munch down on dingleberries or whatever. <laughs> And that's what that's what nimbusters are like. They're just sort of like shit eating tards who go ahead and pick, 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 pick at you. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and mute a new Condreno here. Uh, I don't think he's a nimbuster. Uh, so, so we have nimbuster. We have nimbuster tards here. Hello, yes. Cornelio. Hey, hey how are you doing, Martin? Hey, I was doing right. I got I got I got a live card. I think is a nimbuster on the line. No, actually, actually, he's not a nimbuster, uh, Martin. I was over. He's got his own radio show, right? And I went over oh, and I downloaded the latest episode and I listened to a little bit of it. This guy's some ARA fucking kike. He was calling you uh, a bum and you know living in a shack, and he called you a pedophile, I think, and a few other things. And he oh, said yeah. he was going to come over here and kick your ass and all this stuff. This guy's just some fucking kike. That's what he is. Oh, oh wow, wow. Do we have do do I sense a little anger in the room tonight? Yeah, because I don't like kikes, Todd. You little fuck. I don't like I don't like him either. But you got to understand is that. I'm sort of, I'm sort of unusual in that I don't I don't really get annoyed here. You know, if I have a Jew boy on line here, you know what I mean? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, I have have I have I explained to you uh, pretty well where I'm coming from? 
Yes, yes, you have explained okay. it very, very well, which is why I don't understand this this caller. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you for going and 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 trying to bring uh, what is this confusion and and anger into the room here? What I am? There's no confusion here. You shut your mouth. Shut the chimney. Shut your mouth. Up the fucking chimney. Now, let me tell you first and foremost who I am. I am the late night president here at Talk Shoe. Todd okay, here, Alan Morris. Here we go, Martin. Now you got the real Todd Jackass fucking Jew Morris coming out. Yes, okay, yes, so the mask yes. is off. Todd, anyway, I've done my job, Martin. Jew you Morris. I'm going to oh, yes. leave you to uh, talk to this idiot for the rest of the Wait a minute, wait a minute. I am Todd Allen Morris, and I am not a fucking chip. All right? I'm not a chip. Now, in other news tonight, we are preparing to take our very first commercial break. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, immediately following that break, I have a very special presentation tonight for all of you. As we will go back tonight and revisit for the first time since it took place, ladies and gentlemen, we will re-air for you in its entirety the entire 2015-2016 Nimbuster Nazi Awards. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who just may be joining me tonight, we are counting down the days. January 1st, 2017 is the day. And I, I will win this year's 2016-2017 Nimbuster Nazi Award of the Year. Award, yeah, the Nazi Award of the Year. I will win it. I deserve it. No one has been here day in and day out smashing the heads of more niggers and coons and negroids. And God forbid you be one of those shebos, one of those negresses. Yes, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are counting down the days. The countdown begins now to January 1st, 2017, when I, Todd Allen Morris, the late night president everywhere, everywhere, you understand me, everywhere, when I will become greatest, I will win the 2016-2017 Nimbuster Nazi Award of the Year. I will be this year's Nimbuster Nazi of the Year. And you all are going to make that happen. Do we have an understanding? Do we have an agreement? Wherever they go to vote, we shall tread upon this voting booth or room, whatever it is. I don't care where it is, but we're going. All of you are going. Desert, pack the bags. We're going to vote. I, Todd Horse, will make hashtag make talk shoe great again. Make me your man. Make me, Todd Morris, the 2016-2017 Nimbuster Nazi of the Air. 
I demand it, I decree it, I want it, and I'm going to get it. And you will make sure that it happens. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Now, we will take a break. Yes, we will take we will take our first break of the evening tonight. Yes, and we are dedicating tonight's first break to the legions and legions of niggers everywhere. Yes, tonight's very first commercial break is being brought to you in part by BET. Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's let's give a hand to BET. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, immediately following that commercial break, we will re-air for you, as it happened, our coverage right here, Parkville, USA's coverage of the 2015-2016 Nimbuster Nazi Awards. I I don't know. I guess that's the name of it. All right. We'll take a break. And the next you will hear will be the replaying of the world's greatest Nazi awards right here, live tonight, for all of you and exclusively here at home at Prankville, USA. Stay with us. All right, so I'm hoping you guys got all of that. Just hoping. We'll be right back. Yes, our first commercial break now, presented by PEG. And immediately following that, you will hear the 2015-2016 Nimbuster Nazi Awards right here live tonight on Prankville. We'll try it again.
not for those under the age of 18 years. I am the late night president, Todd Morse, and I approve this podcast.
And when your baby say bye, now you just gonna sit around and wipe your weeping eyes. Now tell me what you gonna do. Now when the daddy goes, turn it up on you. Now what you gonna do? Now tell me what you gonna do. Now when the daddy goes, turn it up on you. Now what you gonna do? Tell me what you gonna do. Now when the daddy goes, turn it up on you. Now what you gonna do? Tell me. going on right about now. Oh, the niggering. Get manning, get manning, get manning. The niggering only gets worse from here. Thinking it was the church announcement. That's okay. And I'm about to say, uh, Janie! (laughs) But Janie ain't on this morning because uh, this is the only uh, part of anything where people can call heaven and talk to our dearly departed loved ones that's gone before us. And it's just a blessing to be able to. And I know our uh, uh, Rock T do sports. Yes, ma'am. I did not. It's amazing that you have the power to call heaven and talk to dead people. How you do that now? <laughs> just a gift. Just a gift, Miss Jenkins. Just a gift. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's close our eyes. Everybody, if you out there on the radio listening, close your eyes right now. Say along with me. Cora. You have to channel in the dead. Cora. 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 Hey there, Bernice. How you doing? I'm good, sugar. How you feel? Ah, you know it's happening. I feel heavenly. No, no, girl, you don't have to take no pills. Y'all don't have no Walgreens or CVS in heaven or nothing like that, do we? Well, we do, but they ain't got no reviving dope. Yeah. No, they ain't got no reviving dope. So, 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 Cora, I know when you was living on Earth, you was on all kind of medication and pills. You don't take no pills in heaven. What's some of the things that's different from in heaven than it is down here? Because it didn't got bad down here. Uh, did the, these folks down here putting their finger in the president's face. Yeah, tell that. I turned it wanted to come down there and slap the <laughs> out of him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I said I turned it wanted to come down there and slap the out of him. He was too man. We had to lock him up on cloud seven for two days. <laughs> and he's going to come back to earth to slap the governor of Arizona for putting that thing in the... You know, uh, 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 Joe Paterno, who was the coach at Penn State, died. Sure is. We keep him waiting in the cheering section. Yeah, did he go, did he make it to heaven or or he ain't up there? He up here, but they interviewing him right now. (laughs) Oh, uh. You want to speak with him? Yeah, uh, put him on the phone. Hold on a second. Coach. 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 Take the whistle out your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hey, hello. Hello. Hey, Joe Paterno. Yeah, it's Coach Paterno. What do you need? Hold on a second. Hey, run that truck the way it needs to be run. Run it over again. All right, go ahead. He's still coaching. Hello. Joe Paterno. Yeah, come on. What do you want? 
Yes, I didn't know. So they already got you coaching up there in heaven. They got a football team up there. Oh, yeah, they got the Saints. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's a screen pass. They just don't run out. They got a block first. Oh, gosh, these guys up here. I just want to say. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want. You didn't get to enjoy your retirement. You died right away, right after you retired. What'd you die for? Oh, I did. I got, I'm already going to go in front of all those people, and they're going to grill me like a hamburger there, and in front of the stage, and I'm already going to take it. So, I mean, I, I thought they were picking up something off the shower room floor. I didn't know what's going on, you know. Yeah, Lord have me. Well, I'm glad you made it to heaven, Joe Patani. Did Edda James make it to heaven? Yes, she's up here. She's playing tackle. Hold on a second. Put <laughs> on the phone. Hold on. Hello? Hey, Edda James. Yes, how are you? I, I just want to say that I am such a fan, and I, I'm sorry that you died. I'm glad you're in heaven, and we can still talk to you, though. Well, I'm glad, too. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad to be away from that Beyonce. You didn't betray me right now. I wasn't crawling all over that man like that. No, you, so, beyond you should have sung at the presidential inauguration. I was pissed off at it, too. I sure was. I should have been right there to say, At last, my love has come along. Yeah, I should have sang that song. Yes. Yo, My lonely days are over, huh? <laughs> put, put, well, I'm so glad you made the heaven. Uh, put James Brown on the phone. All right, James. James. Hello. Hey, James Brown. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good. You know, uh, uh, I know you was glad to see Edda James. When the last time y'all seen each other? I didn't see Adam. Let me see Adam. I didn't see Adam in a long time. It's soon then. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Put Cole on the phone. He said, "Let's see. I ain't seen Adam James. I ain't seen Adam James in a cool age. You know what I'm saying?" Oh, uh huh. Put him back on the phone. Uh huh. Uh, so James, are y'all gonna be doing a concert together while y'all up there in heaven? Yeah, you know, we got them in Ireland. We all run on cars all the time. You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of people in here, you know, I didn't know the crab. We got to get a crab get in on his gear. You know what I mean? Yeah, put car on the phone. He said we have concerts all the time because got a lot of people up here got to hone their crap. <laughs> they you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Is Michael Jackson there? Hold on a second. Michael, he cheerleading with Dr. Patina of the football team. Hold on. Uh. Yeah, hold on.
Oh, yes. We're really niggering now. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the Neo-Nazi Award. First things first, rest in peace, sucker fair. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. Fulfilled. Listen, even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to a nigga. One time for my L.A. sisters. One time for my L.A. hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. No role models and I'm here right now. No role models to speak up. Searching through my memory, my memory, I couldn't find one. Last night I was getting my feet rubbed by the baddest bitch. Not Trina, but I swear to God, this bitch will make you call your girl up and tell her, hey, what's good? Sorry I'm never coming home, I'ma stay for good. They hang the phone up and proceed to lay the wood. I came fast like 911 in white neighborhoods. Ain't got no shame about it. She think I'm spoiled and I'm rich cause I can have any bitch. I got defensive and said, nah, I was the same without it. But then I thought back, back to a better me. Before I was a B-list celebrity, before I started calling bitches, bitches so heavily. Back when you could get a platinum plat without no melody, you wasn't sweating me. One time for my L.A. sisters, one time for my L.A. hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved. 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 I want a real love, dark skin and Aunt Viv love. That data in that weird love That leave a toothbrush at your crib love And you ain't gotta wonder whether that's your kid love Nigga, I don't want no bitch from reality shows Out of touch with reality hoes Out in Hollywood bringing back five or six hoes Fuck them, then we kick them to the door Nigga, you know how it goes She deserve that She a bird, it's a bird trap You think if I didn't rap, she would flirt back Taking off a skirt, let her wear my shirt But she leave, I'ma need my shirt back Nigga, you know how it goes One time for my L.A. sister one time for my L.A. hoes, lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved. 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 There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign. Load the chopper, let it rain on you. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign. Load the chopper, let it rain on you. My only regret was too young for Lisa Bonet. My only regret was too young for me alone. Now all I'm left with is hoes from me. Shows hand a script the bitch Riley couldn't read alone. My only regret was too young for Shade Adu. My only regret could never take a Leah home. Now all I'm left with is hoes up in Greystone with the stale face cause they know it's they so She shallow with the pussy she shallow. She shallow. She shallow with the pussy she shallow. She shallow. She shallow with the pussy she shallow. She shallow. She shallow with the pussy she shallow. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. 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 She don't wanna be saved,
She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Spreaker.com. I am your host and the one and only late night president, Todd Morris. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, is it true? Is it really true? Are there neo Nazis? Really? A Spreaker? Really? 60 seconds. Gentlemen, we're giving shout-outs tonight to all of our lovely visitors here in the chat room. Yes, we've got we've got quite a few. So far, I see Stabby McHugs in the house. Yes, hugs to you. Apocalypse here as well. Delta just chiming in. Welcome to the show, Jimmy Lethal. Yes, welcome to the show as well. And uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of Spreaker drama to tackle here tonight. Yes, it is the Neo-Nazi Awards here tonight live on Prankville. Yes, give a hand to all the Neo-Nazis everywhere. Oh, yes. Thank you. and the talk shoe crew were there live. We got a chance to listen in to these historic awards. And to to kick off the program tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing a brand new segment that we are calling the Talk Shoe Reboot. Here it is for you now, ladies and gentlemen, the Talk Shoe Reboot. Recorded live. From what I gather, uh, this past week, Brian Rio filed, uh, on December 23rd, filed one, you know, filed one more case. Now remember, Roxy is a 450-pound woman who is bedridden. And she can't move around because she's so fat. I don't know if she's his wife or his mother. I'm guessing no. wife. Uh, 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 it boggles the mind, and I'm trying not to think about it. 
against a uh, telemarketing firm. Okay. And then on the uh, 30th, he broke his own record. He filed three cases okay. in one day. So four in one week. He filed three cases. Are you guys listening to this to this hillbilly? Yes, it, yes. For all of you who are just joining us tonight, we are introducing you to the very first member, as we are learning of this from the one angry Jew of Nimbusters. You are now listening, ladies and gentlemen, to Pastor Martin Lindstead. I believe his name is. Some hillbilly with half a beard. Is that, is that what the one angry Jew said? He's got a half a beard? You mean one face, what, one part of his face is clean shaven and the other part of his face has has a beard? Really? Are you kidding me? The news guy is hanging out with these kinds of nationalist hillbillies? Continue, continue. Okay, but the one in September, what was that about? Why was he suing you? Well, what happens is he lost. He was suing me for $10.75 million. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And what? Did you all hear that? He was suing me for $10.75 million. <laughs> Hashtag that shit. $10.75 million. The news guy pretend that he doesn't know anything about this. This is all news to him. Wow. News guy. News flash for you. Do you really think that your listeners are that stupid? Now, some of them are. And we know that a lot of your listeners, a lot of the players that uh, come on your show, well, they're from uh, your websites, AdolfHitler.com, Nimbusters.org, HateAndFlame.com, all your hand in it. Let's not forget the right perspective. Certainly, let's not forget about Frank from uh, Staten Island. Yeah, this this Frank and John character. I mean, the the one in Reju promised that he was going to slowly and very methodically expose the news guy for who he really is. And this apparently is a part of that exposing. The rest of the Nimbusters will also go down with him. Now, I do remember, uh, upon first hearing about news guy and Nimbusters and first meeting Apocalypse and you know, Nimbusters was a, a very big force here on We're not here supposed to be playing this part. Are you kidding me? And uh, I, I, I remember hearing award. that News Guy Will you was shut the, quote-unquote, leader of Nimbusters. Now, whether that is true or not, right. I, I don't know, or how much of that is a troll. I have no idea. I'm, I'm quite sure that some of it is. Maybe it... it it is a troll on this poor news guy. Maybe all of this is a troll on the news guy, but this is this is pretty damning evidence that is being presented. And now tonight we are being introduced to this first member of the Nimbuster clan or army or whatever you want to call it. 
this Pastor Martin Lindstedt. I wonder, do, do any of you people know this this Pastor Martin Lindstedt character? And has has any of you out there looked up any of these websites, uh, hateandflame.com or adolfhitler.com or, or nimbusters.org? Any of these websites, I'm sure that some of them are down and no longer functioning, but the one angry Jew was able to go back and find a lot of this stuff. And it seems to have taken the news guide quite a bit by surprise. And uh, again, this is our topic tonight. Are there neo-Nazis on, on Spreaker? We also had something happen on the news guy's show yesterday where he addressed these these websites that the one I reach you has been mentioning as of late, uh, namely hateandflame.com. And uh, the news guy wanted to, uh, I guess, clear some uh, some controversy up about this. So we'll let you all listen to this now. Stay with us. And I was going to uh, read off the Nimbusters 2015 awards. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to do a show. Whoops, I didn't get a chance to do a show. Uh, so, sorry about that. I didn't get a chance to do a show, um, but uh, Mickey the Time Traveler, who is the real owner and administrator of HateAndFlame.com, for you uh, idiots out there who don't know what you're talking about and saying that I'm the uh, owner administrator of uh, HateAndFlame.com, I'm not. It's Mickey the Time Traveler. He makes no question about that. He makes no, uh, he doesn't hide from anybody. And if I was the owner of Hate and Flame or Nimbusters.org or any of these other websites, I wouldn't hide from it either. You know which website I own? TheRightPerspective.org, where I've been reading to you uh, material that I have written myself. Unlike other individuals who uh, somehow are flim-flam artists and uh, former federal rats, and they go and they, they, they copy pasta from all over the Internet, and then they say that they wrote this, and they, oh, they have this crack team of people uh, writing for their, their fake radio station. Not even getting into that. Anyway, so, all right, so Mickey the Time Traveler did his own uh, award ceremony for the Nimbusters. I didn't get a lot of really good awards. I'll just put it to you this way, but I'll just let it play. Um, well, you I might get on with it points, uh, in this Play the award. Uh, you will uh, hear it, and uh, without any further ado, take it away, Mickey. Greetings and felicitations, Nimbusters. This is the official Nimbuster Award Ceremony 2015, presided over by yours truly. We thought was going to do it, but we had a few things come up there for that minute, so before the year gets on too late, I'll do it here right now, starting from the bottom of the page. Nimbuster, you'd least like to share a prison cell with top three contenders, Roger Wiseman, Lloyd Davies, and the news guy. And by a narrow margin, the voice of Nim nominates Roger Wiseman. Nimbuster, you'd least like to share a prison cell with. Congratulations, Roger Wiseman. Next up, Nimbuster, future terrorist. Top three contenders, Todd Doherty, Lloyd Davies, and the news guy. By a narrow margin, Todd Doherty, you have won Nimbuster Future Terrorist of the Year. The voice of Nimbuster. 
top contenders, Kyle Turner, Lloyd Davies, the news guy, and by an overwhelming majority, Kyle Turner. You have one member, most likely to end up with a big black crazy season and probably already has the Lord. The voice of them has spoken. Okay, next one, Ember Thurgotis will be here. Top three contenders, Debbie Daly, Pete Jefferson, and Isis. By a narrow margin, Debbie Daly beats Pete Jefferson. If this is contested or too close, we might have to have a runoff on that. <laughs> <laughs> Goddess of the Year 2015, though, we will be sending you an award certificate. Uh, what? Wait a minute. This crazy bitch won an award? For goddess of the year? Given by these old hillbilly pedophiles. Well, congratulations to Grady Bitch. I think we all owe her a round of applause. She is Miss Hepburn's goddess of the year. Yes, and it takes the great Bill Wagner himself to uh, tell you a little more about Debbie's uh, lovely goddess looks over there. <laughs> I think we listened to some of that last night. He looks like fucking Mr. Ed, dude. Yes. That, those those words coming from, from Bill Wagner last night. She wants to play the victim. She's not a victim.
because what else are you going to do? But that's what you faced when you were in college, and you were writing that paper on Rhodesia, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, Rhodesia. Is uh, you either lie or you're going to get kicked out of college. So, okay, we'll lie. You know, not that you did that, but a lot of people do. Right. Well, I, I learned my lesson with academia, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, it's getting to a point where the millennial generation, my concern is that uh, we have a, a darkening country, and even the white people in the millennial generation, they're just uh, hit over the head with this with these brick of lies about uh, white people being evil, minorities being oppressed, and the media keeps fanning these flames, and uh, you can't even have someone like Donald Trump say, all he said that we need a temporary suspension of letting Muslims into the country until we figure out what the hell is going on. That's all he said. He didn't say put them in, in concentration camps. He didn't say repatriate and, and get them out of here. He didn't say anything else about uh, blacks or Hispanics having to go back or anything like it. Uh, just that, just that mild watered-down statement he said about a temporary ban is enough to get people riled up and people get hysterical and think this guy is going to start imprisoning gays. And I heard reports of, uh, you know, uh, transgender LGBTQ community uh, calling into the suicide prevention hotlines after the election. I mean, these people are just going hysterical. And, and my fear uh, with this, Ken, is that anytime non-whites get the upper hand demographically in an area like Muslims in Dearborn, Michigan, it's only a matter of time till they look around and realize, hey, you know what, we have the numbers, and uh, let's just make this, uh, in the case of Dearborn, let's just make this Saudi Arabia West, West Saudi, here in Michigan. And uh, we had an incident where we saw into this, I'm sure you've seen this clip, uh, it's a 50-second clip with uh, what I assume is an illegal alien protesting out on the West Coast. I want to play this and get your take on it. Uh, bear with me one second. It's about 52 seconds. Maybe she was just emoting and caught up in the 
uh, in the moment, put the car there. The seatbelt was there. And what she said was, people are going to have to die. Right. Uh, Isn't that the big problem with liberals, though, Ken, is that they let their emotions run wild, and when you get hyped up and you're hysterical and your emotions are running wild, your logical brain shuts down, and this idea of violence doesn't become such a bad idea anymore. Yep. Well, you would be hard-pressed to find a liberal who's logical. Uh, they think in terms of emotion. Yeah, right, 24 steps. Yeah. yeah, they always make an emotional appeal. When they use hate speech and pejoratives like racist or xenophobe or Islamophobe, that, there's nothing logical about that. It's 100% appeal to our emotions because they want us to be awash in white guilt. The whole concept of uh, white privilege is totally bogus. And you know, liberals, they, they just invent these terms out of nowhere. It's what Robert Lifton called, uh, or often rather called, uh, uh, language, oh, what did he call that? Uh, language loading, where they would take either old terms and redefine them or invent totally new terms to embed abstracts in our mind, minds which are not true. And among those are things like white privilege and uh, microaggressions, you know, glass ceiling. Uh, I've got a list of maybe you know, dozens of them on my website. These are terms and phrases that they introduce into our minds to get us to think something that is true that is not. And uh, while I'm thinking of it, uh, I actually bought Robert Lifton's book. I'm just going to Google it here real quick. Um, here. And what, what he did is back in the 1950s, uh, this guy's like 90-some years old, and he's not a conservative, by the way. He's an outspoken liberal. But back in the... Uh, 1950s, he set upon a research uh, program in Hong Kong to study Chinese communist brainwashing techniques, and he wrote a book about it. In chapter 22, he, uh, he outlined eight components of brainwashing, which he called thought reform. And it's, uh, it's almost frightening to read through that uh, chapter of the book and see the correlation between what he described and what cultural Marxists and globalists are doing today. And language loading is one of the things that uh, they are doing. And it's absolutely positively amazing how they are successful in change, literally changing our minds. Thought reform is, you know, well, think of it in these terms, Ted. There was a time in world history when the crossbow was the revolutionary tool of warfare. Uh, pity the soul who went against the English and their crossbows. They would you know, flat white, wipe out the French, whatever. Uh, then, you know, uh, the airplane, that revolutionized warfare. The atomic bomb, that revolutionized warfare. But the fight that we're fighting today is not uh, fought with that type of weaponry. It's psychological. They are inside our heads, and they are convincing us to agree with the enemy. So they are destroying us without even firing a shot. And the amazing thing is how absolutely phenomenally successful they are becoming. Whenever, uh, whenever I engage a liberal in conversation,
In just a few moments, we will open the phone lines live here tonight on Prankville. But of course, first, we've got to show some love for our lovely elevator music. Brought to you in part by our wonderful friends and partners over at freeconferenceforyou.com. We'll be right back. Don't be a nigger. Join the super duper, super secret hate group on Skype for just a low price of $1.99. Yes, you can be a part of the biggest hate campaign on the history of the interwebs. It's the super duper, super secret hate group on Skype. It comes complete with your very own membership card. And also, an autograph picture of me, your late-night president, Todd Morse, and your very own super-duper, super-secret hate t-shirt. You couldn't ask for a better deal. $1.99. It's you, an exclusive membership in the biggest hate machine the Internet has ever known. Quit your niggering now. Join the super-duper, super-secret hate group today. Whoa. 
go. I'm wondering if I should just talk with this music in the backdrop. We are living in, in a changing nation. We're living in changing times. A time where we, as Americans, we, as people, must take a stand. And that's why I am asking you to vote for me right now. Your late night president, Todd Morse, to be the Nimbusters, 2015, 2016, 2017, Nazi of the Year. No one has put in more days, more hours, smashing niggers. Like I, your late night president has this year. Take a stand with me. Make me the man. Vote me, Todd Morris. Your Nazi of the Year. I'm Todd Morse, and I approve this message. <laughs>